Welcome to another episode of the Wizards Roundtable. Conversations that we're having with our clients, conversations we're having with each other, and the stuff you'd only hear if you were sitting around the round table with us. Now, in this episode, we're going to talk about nonprofits. And of course, there are differences between a for-profit business and a nonprofit organization. But when it comes to marketing, there are a lot of similarities. And to help us through that, we're going to talk with Steve Thomas. Steve is an author and also consultant in half of Hoots and Thomas. Their practice in the Seattle area consults nonprofits and charities all across the country, helping them stay relevant in their community and viable financially. And people are still hunkered down in their houses somewhat, and it's hard to get people to come out to an event or to a fundraiser. And so what does a nonprofit do right now? Well, first, one of the reasons that uh, Hoots and Thomas is just Thomas is one of our clients that uh, Chris Hoots uh, has client service responsibility for. Uh, they were exactly in that situation. And they were, they're in that situation where they had a big event, everything was going, COVID arrived, and it was like, oh, now what? And so what, what we collaborated with them to do and what I highly recommend people do their version of is rather than try to do a, a virtual event one night, you know, where you, where you say, okay, hey, we'll, we'll run video and everybody can come to the banquet or come to the luncheon, is I, I highly recommend you build a little campaign. It, you're you're going to already have a theme and you're going to already be at work on it. But, but build it so that you don't have just one moment and you're not trying to get people to just do one thing. You have, you have the opportunity for people to get experiences, for people in the community maybe, or, or supporters to give testimony. We, at table sponsors are a thing for many nonprofits. And one of the things that we did was we built virtual table sponsorships so that if you were a table sponsor, you had a, you had a little, little technology piece. Uh, this, is, this is not expensive technology, don't hear that, uh, that allowed them to continue to table host, but it's virtual and all the dollars go in. And so it's been building, it just builds for, uh, this one was a week where I think a three day would work, however you wanna do it. It culminates tonight with a big event that, that'll be a Facebook uh, hmm. stream and, uh, uh, here's what's cool is all of the the monies, you know, on these, this event has, is coming in. We're already ahead of the ROI on last year's event that went perfectly. And we haven't even had the big, the big moment. That's, that's tremendous. And, and you, you said something in there that kind of caught my ear um, that the technology is not expensive. And not, not only, I guess, in a time when we're either locked down or, or possible re recessionary things go on here what kind of an investment should a nonprofit make in order to make money? You know, I mean, uh, it, it, how, what, what, what do you apply to that? Because it's, you know, that, that's a, that's a tough balance there. Well, and it's sort of like in your world, uh, how much radio or television should I buy? And one of the things that I, I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, my corner of the wizard world isn't about uh, media as much as it's about uh, fundraising messaging and that kind of thing. And so I know one of the principles is to dominate and to, to buy enough so that you, you, have, you have that thing. Mm -hmm. It is frightening how much uh, people are, nonprofits have to spend on events by the time you do a place, uh, a meal, uh, promotion, 
Uh, that doesn't even get into the internal cost with, of getting people, your people in house to do the work to invite and get people in. Mm-hmm. And so the dollar amount is is not as important as I as I would say if I remember right on this on this 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 thing we're spending under half of what they spent last year for their event. And so if you were to say we we know we spent this much on the event, well, try cutting that in half or cutting that 40% and then build use that to build your campaign. Don't don't leave out any of the components you would normally do for an event. Stay focused on those. You got to invite people. You're probably going to need a little print piece. You're going to work social media. You're going to work your email list. All of those things. They the, the glory of a campaign is it allows you to 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 build over time, not just one moment, but you have all of these little moments. Did that answer your question? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, absolutely, it did. Okay. Um, so. With that in mind and with what's going on with uh, your client right now, have you and Chris stumbled on things that you go, gosh, why weren't we doing this before? This is a great idea regardless of what's going on. Oh, that's a great question. Um, yeah. In fact, I was just on the, uh, I was on a Zoom before this one talking with uh, our digital lead and a brilliant young guy. Well, he's in his 40s, so, you know, young. Uh, he, 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 uh, uh, he's taken the lead on this, and one of the things that that we have have decided we need to be sure people know about is this is something. Even when whatever is going on in the world, when it goes away, and if if we ever go back to normal, I'll never want a client to just do a straight up event again, because you, you have the advantage of with not heavy technology. You don't have guys with cameras and you know, all this stuff. It, it's, I put my phone away so it would ring, but you've got, you've got phones mm-hmm. and you can use that technology to expand the reach of a one of one moment in an event. And so that's the key I think is that technology. And the second thing is, I, I don't know, I live outside of Seattle. Uh, People don't gather right now because of what all is going on. It's not that way everywhere, but it certainly is for us. People are going to be resistant or cautious or careful about gathering again. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a way you don't have to get everybody to come, and yet they can experience the event without having to go and do it. And that's always been the weakness with events is getting people to come out on a Friday night or a Thursday lunch or a Monday breakfast, right? Well, you still can do that if that's, if that's part of your plan, but you use the, the, the social technology to connect with people. You know, I'm, I'm uh, in a state's capital right now, and I can probably toss a stone out the window and hit about 12 different nonprofits and, yeah. and associations here or there, and I just get a sense that they that they're almost feeling dizzy of like the what do I do now yeah. um, and 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 maybe even a sense of okay you know we've accepted the reality of what's happening how do you catch up yeah so I, I want to say I want to say something about that is they're going to be winners and losers Johnny and 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 the trick is the uh, what's out there, even in some of the nonprofit associations, is nothing but everybody is down. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you, uh, our clients are not down, they're up year over year. And, and, and that's through May, through the hard part so far. Now, that's not necessarily anything to do with our magic, but one of the things you have to do is you have to, in these times, I mean, I, 
I was leading in, after 9-11 in 2001, and our business began, we started this business in 2008, 2009, right in the middle of a, kind of a tricky recession. You, you can grow in these times if you're a business or a nonprofit, if you communicate, if you're out in front of people, if you don't ever listen to people who say donors don't want to hear from you. That is one of the sad lies that gets told by in boardrooms and in hallways. Hey, it's, expand it's, on that. That's, uh, okay. That is amazingly important. Uh, don't agree. Hear from agree. There, there's, there's sometimes, and again, I don't know if this is a, a function of being in the Midwest or not, but I've, I've certainly talked to uh, nonprofits who have said, I, I just feel ridiculous or guilty always having my hand out. Uh, Pull back, back, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what? Well, tell me a little more about that because I think that's an important point to hit on. I'm sorry to cut you off, but the- no, please do uh, <laughs> cut me off, man. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, if you if you develop donor relationships well, and that's one of the things that we're we're good at helping people develop their donor relations. It's like a love affair, right? Okay, so. If you, if you have a great relationship with your spouse or significant other, and there's deep love, when a crisis comes along, that love didn't stop. Uh, now, it may be strained if you've been, as we've been, 80 days in quarantine, right? You know, so there may be some moments, but, but they, it, the relationship didn't change. And so you can't be afraid to go to people who love what you're doing and say, here's what's happening. Now, there's some things you don't want to do. You don't want to make it about your budget because no donor ever gives. Well, most donors don't give to help you with budget. They give because you're out in the world changing the world. You have a cause. And so it's about connecting the cause to whatever is going on. Now, you have to be sensitive. There are donors, certainly they have, they, they're having impact. I have to tell you, I have uh, Christmas, De- December is the, is the big moment for most nonprofits. I was on the phone with one of our CEOs recently, and he said, May was like December in in the dollars coming in. Interesting. Now, that's not that's not for I can't say everybody will have that experience, but what they have done, we've led them through is going straight at donors with messaging, not not going out of business, not scary stuff, but but powerful messaging that is that is current. That is not acting like all of this stuff isn't happening, but is saying, is there something in our message we can connect with? Can we describe what's happening to donors? And what happens is, if donors were connected before, they're still connected. And one of the lies that gets told, well-meaning, is if a donor can't give, they don't want to hear from you. Well, there are people with economic impact right now who, who absolutely are not going to make a gift. Because uh, the, they, I mean, when you have an empty checkbook, you have an empty checkbook. But if a donor cares about you, you can ask them to do more than give. You can ask them to help spread the word. Will you tell a friend? Will you keep us in mind? Will can I can I check on you as a as the nonprofit leader or fundraiser? I'm just checking on how you're doing. It's a crazy time. Are you okay? <laughs> That's not what they're expecting to hear. But if it's a relationship, which is what we build then that's appropriate. And so that's how, it, that's how it scales into continuing the thing. And then you have to have your message right. The message that, it's one of the things I love about, Johnny, you, you know how to tell the stories in your media for your 
clients, and it's the same for us, a little different, but, but telling the story is critically important. So of course. Well, and what I keep hearing, and this is, I think this is another key point here because it's, it's, it's identical to what I've been saying, all the other Wizard of Ads partners have been saying is, your message is still your message, regardless of what's going on out there in the world. And there's nothing that says a nonprofit can't behave like a profit business uh, when, they are, when they're advertising themselves. And because exactly. everything you're saying is consistent with anything yeah. that, you know, there's no, there, there's no separation, I guess. Is yeah. what I'm yeah. it, there, there is, it, it's much like a great athlete uh, who, who is a basketball player and a great athlete who is a football player. They have different techniques and different uh, physical things, but it's still, there are still some principles at play. And so that's how that lines up. That way. Yeah. What should leaders of nonprofits be doing now to make sure they have a bright future? They have to tell their story about the donor. And so here's what I mean by that is um, I, I brought audio. I mean, I brought visuals. Okay. You ready? That's great. You, you have to be able to get attention. And you start with attention, can't assume attention. And then once you, once, once you have someone's attention, we're going to talk about that, then you have to state the problem, okay? You have to be able to make that clear. Now, these two work together. And if we had more time, we'd play a game where you make up a nonprofit like, uh, you know, rescuing unicorns or something, and, and we play this game. But the important thing is you get a donor's attention around what you're doing. And then you state the problem very clearly. Here's how that, here's what's going on in the world. Start big, this is an individual. Start, start small here, this is, this is the big problem. These two work together. Once you have, and I'm, I'm gonna just hold them like it. Once you can, you gain attention by describing what the problem is, you have to go to, and this is, this is and you've never talked about the donor yet. You've never asked them for money. You say, here's what happens if this continues, here's the downside, here's the negative part. You still haven't talked about what the donor needs to do yet. And then you say, here's what we're doing. And then finally you say to the donor, here's how you can participate in that change. If, you, if, a, if a leader learns how to tell that story, and this is one of the things that, that we spend time teaching um, our clients to do, that story build works the same way I know you do your storytelling, the other partners do their storytelling. This structure allows you like, like a screenplay structure or whatever to tell it in a way that the donor is, when you get to the end, the donor says, how do I be a part of that? How do I help change the world that way? And so those, that thing, a leader has to continue to tell the story about the cause, this problem they're solving, what happens if the problem doesn't get solved, how they're, how they're at work on it, and then finally the donor can come in if the donor is not ready to give or can't for whatever reason, they can come back and say, hey, would you just tell a friend about us? Would you keep us in mind next year when, when things are gonna be better? Mm -hmm. here's, here's some things you can do to volunteer, whatever. The goal is you keep engaging the donor about the cause and allow the donor to participate in that where your budget and your organizational concerns are over here in the sideline. That's not what you want to keep talking about. Nonprofit leaders are tempted to talk about their budget. I got to tell you, Johnny, the 
most donors care not about that. It's just like you and me, you know, if the checkbook is empty, it, that's not something anybody wants to hear about. Yeah. I mean, our closest friends might want to, but that's not why they, they want to engage. It's like, what are you doing? So a leader has to learn how to tell the story and not make it about any of their struggle, but about how they're changing the world. And it, it, it's powerful. So when you, when you say they shouldn't be talking about your budget, is that, is that akin to the, you know, the big thermometer sometimes we see outside <laughs> of a can't page? Be. Says, it can't be. It can't be. Well, it's more, okay, here's what happens right now is, uh, so I, I, I know of their nonprofits right now who, in fact, I saw a headline a couple of days ago where their nonprofits are talking about being 40% down over last year. Okay. There's a budget impact to that. Yeah. Okay. And what's tempting is because the board is putting the screws on leadership and fundraisers. You got to go out and find that money. And so that's what they talk about. We're 40% down. We're $100,000 short of our budget. So the, the story is we're still helping rehome those unicorns. We're still changing our community. We're still helping people live a better life. And here's, here's how that story developed. And here's what, here's what that's about. Not the, okay, the thermometer stuff and the dollars. One of the things that, that uh, uh, there's some incredible science. We don't have time for it right now. But in this world, the more you talk about big numbers, the fewer people give and the smaller gifts they give. The more you focus on the problem and illustrate it with one unicorn or you know Netflix, one tiger, one person, however you're going about it, the more people engage because they can identify with the one. Now, you can say, hey, you know, we're, we're struggling financially, but that's way back into the storytelling. It still has to 100% be about what your cause is doing. Now, if you haven't developed relationships and you, you haven't done this, it's a little harder. And you may have some budget impact. I don't want to act like, you know, there's none of those struggles. But no one should ever believe everybody is down. That's not true. Like with your clients, when you stay in front of them, when you keep the focus on what you're doing, people respond. It's the same for nonprofits. Where do you think a nonprofit should focus their energy right now? Um, The best thing to think about is um, uh, some some nonprofits have got uh, you know we, we have we have clients that have you know, ten thousand uh, uh, current donors customers would be some people's world and others that have you know seven or eight hundred. What you do is you you go to the people who love you the most, whether it's you know ten thousand or a hundred, mm -hmm. and and you communicate with them. Tell your story, not about the the, the budget struggles or your fears, right? Tell your story, gain attention, talk about the problem, work through that little sequence. Once you do that, people can, they, they, they lean in. If they don't have dollars, which is, it, it happens right now, and or they're afraid of turning loose of things because they don't know what's coming next. That's okay. You're still communicating. You want to make them feel guilty, but you want them to know, we're still changing the world. So go to your core, go to the people who love you the best, make sure they know you're still doing your work, make sure they, they know your story, let them ask what's your impact, or let them feedback, but you stay in it, never, never default to guilt, 
never go toward fear, stay in the high road of here's the difference we're making. And that donors respond. Well, Steve, I am glad that uh, Chris is doing such a good job taking care of the clients right now. But it's got work. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's 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 number one. But uh, we, need, we need to have her on the show uh, sometime in the future. She, the, her biggest problem is she's so darn competent that uh, it's hard <laughs> to pry her away from doing the work. But I, we'll get her on. Well, and I know you are a busy man, too. So I appreciate you uh, breaking away. Uh, Honored. Useful information for a lot of uh, nonprofits out there. Yeah, good. My pleasure. My pleasure. If you have any questions, you can leave them in the comments below. And if you'd like to get in touch with Steve Thomas or myself, email addresses are coming up right now.